Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, The Fan. My goodness, good afternoon. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan 1079. We've got a minute after five. It's the future for some of us. Ah, whatever. <laughs> you remember those rock bands? They always have a fair one. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five years later, they have another one. Yes. Well, you've already uh, done this. You did this once. Yeah. We so, got a farewell tour. Yeah, I did that back the in second 16. One. Yes. Yeah, back in 16, I'm, I moved off to the village. <laughs> I'm just telling people you went into rehab, came back out. I always got the sabbatical. Is that what it is? Well, professors, real professors get sabbatical. That's true. Which is an intelligent thing. That's where, that's where college is more enlightened than, say, the high schools and middle schools. Probably... Every teacher needs a sabbatical. They need to step away from it for a year. In college, they, they kind of make that part of it. You go over to Europe and write for a yeah, year. Yeah, you research and write. Yeah. 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 Get probably, published. Probably every educator that's ever walked the earth needed a sabbatical at some time. And so back in 2016, I took a sabbatical. Yeah. All right, let's see. We're going to try this phone mess out today. Well, if this is. It's going to be an adventure of epic proportions. Hey, you're in the yard. What's going on, gentlemen? Yeah, well, it, it works, but not well. We can hear Sci-Fi Guy. What's going on? Well, I was watching the game last night, and was it just me, or did he go back into another darkness retreat? Ouch. The game? Ouch. Ouch. That's a little unnecessary. Yeah, just a meme I saw today. I thought I'd, I'd throw it at you. Yeah, I got. I got to shut you down. On I can't. You're you're breaking up. It's not you. It's us. These days. Yep. So I'm gonna have to go. I get the gist of what he was saying. I didn't get it. He's mocking Aaron Rodgers back into the darkness. What a bad break. Yeah, it cost us a it cost us a first round draft choice. Oh, really? You guys? We had, we had a first round draft choice lined up for next year. Sixty five percent of the snaps. Packers were going to get I the Jets. He's, gonna he's not going to reach one sixty five percent of the draft choice of the uh, snaps, rather. Wow. So we get a second round draft wow, that, choice instead. So that that put on Aaron Rodgers. We didn't put bad mojo. Oh, that's bull crap. My daughter. You're one of them that were wishing that Rodgers I wanted 65% of the snaps. I wasn't wanting that it would not do well. Oh, yeah. No. You were putting the bad mojo on him. I wanted him. what you deserve. 65% 65% of the snaps. After that, you can break his leg off. I don't care. But he needed 65% of the snaps. So now y'all get nothing? We get the second round pick instead of the first. Ah. Well, yeah. Now, second round pick for four plays is pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. That's pretty good. It's, it's not bad. If you kind of figure it out, if he would have been healthy all year and they finish someplace in the, I don't know, 22-23rd pick. With him gone now, I don't know what Zach Wilson's going to do, but if they slide to the bottom end of the uh, of the conference, well, probably you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe the 40th yeah. pick. Yeah, which so is the, a fine pick. The difference is about probably 15 yeah. to 20 I picks. I think they're above 500 with Zach Wilson. See, I don't like that. I don't. I'm just saying. I, I, need, him to be, I need him to be down there around the east, 13. The East and ASC is pretty good uh, division. But Not Buffalo. Well, Buffalo will be fine. You're not Buffalo's really, not fine. Buffalo 
was a dumpster fire. No, they're not. You got a quarterback who's better than most of the guys in the league who has a 10-cent brain. You got a team that's got the Hall of Famer, the quarterback that you built this whole year up on gone in a series. Yes. You have a 13-3 lead on a Jet team that shouldn't have been in that game after all. Yeah. Lucky plunk in a field goal as time basically expires in regulation. <laughs> you can't get a first down in overtime after you win the coin toss, and your punter line drives one to a lumberjack. Axel Jacks. Who takes it to the house, and they don't call a leg whip on the block. <laughs> That's the Bills' whole thing right there. Well, here's the thing I think this is a really good defense that the uh, Jets have. And I think this is truly the best thing could have ever happened to Zach Wilson. He's playing with the house money now for the rest of the year. There were no expectations on this guy this year. He was going to sit. He was going to watch. Nobody expected him to play much other than in a mop-up row. He was going to listen to Obi-Wan Kenobi all year and pick up all that stuff. If do you watch the Hard Knocks episodes where no. he and I couldn't do anything. Aaron Rodgers no. would uh, have their conversations no. and Aaron would come over there and uh, mentor him, and, mentor him yeah. and all that. Which was very sweet actually. It was very sweet moments on the sideline. But all that said, of course they know they're mic'd up. Well so of course they do. It's hard knocks, but all that said, and the beauty is now Zach Wilson gets to pick up um Aaron Rodgers fans, which are really right in his wheelhouse, particularly the female side of it. <laughs> really? That's saying, where you're going now. I'm just saying, for Zach Wilson, he's going to tap into <laughs> Cougar Central. I'm just saying that this is really a good marriage for Zach Wilson. Is it really? He gets to step in there where, uh, and fulfill the duty that Aaron Rodgers was no longer capable of fulfilling. Really? That, that 40-something-year-old crowd is all behind Zach Wilson now. You're or a bad front, person. I don't know. You're a bad person. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this couldn't have been better for Zach. No? I, see, I'm afraid for him now. Because he went from, you're right, zero expectations to this sentiment of, we're going to the Super Bowl – and now he's the guy. Still, there's no expectations. Same. I promise you, there's no more expectations in New York this morning than there was before kickoff last night. Nobody thinks this kid can do anything. They're him. His own team who drafted him went out and hired this old fart because they were so down on him. Because they benched him twice. Yeah. Everybody's down on oh, him. Oh, I know that. There's zero expectations for this kid. See, and, and I'm – People actually are for him today. Nobody's feeling sorry you for him. You feel sorry for, for him. Zach Wilson? I don't feel sorry for Zach Wilson. <laughs> you just said that. No, 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 no. I do. I think the expectations are not zero. I think they are going to be high no. because all around this team, the expectations were high. Until that, that calf was not long. Did you hear me? It's not like a tuning fork. That's what it sounds like. Because my son had this injury. Yeah, no, it's it's a Yes. But you can, as you can see, that cap. <laughs> and it was such a freakish. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like. Blaming it on the turf. You know what got him that big defender? D- David Bakhtiari did immediately. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the Packer offensive lineman went right to the turf yeah. and said. NFL needs to do something. I don't. I don't get the whole turf. Well, thing. and. Uh, what do you blame on the turf? We play thousands of games on turf. It's better than that. Horrible stuff. Yeah, these guys don't even know what bad. No, 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 you're right. It's better than the AstroTurf. It's better than where was it? Philadelphia had the yeah. seamed turf yeah. where yeah. from the Bears blew up both ACLs on one play. Yeah. It ended Michael Irvin's career. <laughs> no, there's no question. Concrete, green concrete. Yes. However, however, the turf really doesn't give, and that's part of the problem. The grass will tend to give, and I, you know. Watching where that hit was and kind of how that leg got looked like hyperextended and that 39-year-old calf just yeah. popped. That had a lot to do it with it. had a lot to do with it. 
Um, and, and I'm not so sure I'm blaming the turf for it, but I can see where players who play on it a lot sure. are much more experienced in having this conversation than we sure. are. Is grass better? Yes. Is it practical anymore? No. It does. We had a Super Bowl this year that had bad turf. It you can have it both ways. You can have a bad turf field. I mean, a grass field, uh, or you can have a bad whatever they call this new stuff. Field turf. Field turf. It obviously isn't as good as natural grass, but natural grass just isn't practical for many of these venues. These are multi-purpose venues. They're domed now. That don't have that. And even going back to the Astrodome when they were <laughs> grass, people forget they grew grass in the Astrodome for a while. Yeah. I think they're doing that again now. <laughs> it's Probably. Or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm sure they are. I, I just think that uh, that's that train's left the station. You can improve upon it, try to make it better, but I don't think we'll ever go back to where no. we see many people playing Gosh, no. on natural grass at any level. Certainly we don't see it at the high school around here. And everybody wants a turf baseball field and because it's it's cost effective, yep. it's a true surface. You can practice on it. You can plan on it. It's easier to maintain. Yes. Yeah, it's a big upfront cost, but you can you can take the paint off and put the jets on it the next day. Yep. And yep. You just can't do that with the grass. No. No. I'm 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 not making the argument that the the turf tore up his Achilles. I, I can see where players, however, took the ad, the think, opportunity yeah. to say, "Here, here's a thing we can go and lobby. We don't like turf. Here's another reason why we shouldn't have turf. It's not nine. I think had a lot to do. with Not it. a fight you're going to win. Yeah, not a fight you're about to win. They're not going to tear up any of these things no. for any of these players I, at this stage. As you look, Tom Brady's been such an aberration. Tom yeah. was a drop back. He wasn't going to run. He was going to get back there in that pocket. That was never Aaron Rodgers. He moved around a little bit. He was athletic. I know he's evolved some as a player, but he still used his feet. He was a very athletic guy, more of a time buyer versus, you know, moving the sticks guy. But I just don't know that the I, – I don't think the Aaron Rodgers of the world are meant to play football at 40. Nobody is. Honestly, who's who's really Jason Peters is about to hook on in Seattle. Yeah. They had injuries there and, and the former Queen City Bulldogs about to get probably an audition and a job in and he's forty one years old and he wears three hundred plus pounds and he has no business playing football at that age and that size. But there's money waved in front of your nose in play. But the offensive tackle position does not require the athleticism that the modern quarterback requires. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, I will go You're, you're getting Especially with Micah Parsons on the other side, you're telling me you better not be athletic to be able to deal with what's uh, coming at what's you. Your job is OT against a Micah Parsons. Get in his way. Yeah. You got to get in it, but you got to be quick enough to get in his way. 300 pounds. Yes. Block. That's right. Yeah. But he's not stationary. You got to move 300 pounds in a hurry. You got to move it left. You got to get your hands extended. Yes, and there's a lot of stress on your ankles and knees and hips. I'm not yes. saying there's not stress, I'm but forty year old is not required as much to play offensive tackle. Uh, even I disagree. A guard, in my opinion, a guard has the pull. A guard has to road grade in front of him. That offensive tackle mostly. You know what you do? Mm. You get in front of people. You get in their way. You better move fast to get in that way. You we. Guy in Kansas City who was cheating to get yeah, where he needed to just cheating. couldn't get out fast. Always cheating. But that's what you do. You get in their way. Yeah. That's uh, that's a quick little get in their way. I'll, I'll do this as well, contributing to the Rogers injury yesterday. If you read the comments from the coaches afterward, was pretty and and, and here we go. This is to the point of Rogers the last couple of years. Getting the ball out in a hurry has been Green Bay's best offense. The longer he held it, yeah. the less efficient he had become. That's how he's evolved. And this play that he got injured on, he held it. Instead yeah. of getting it rid of it where it was supposed to be, he held the ball extra. In fact, Coach Sala said the same thing. I don't know why he didn't get rid of the ball. Yeah. That was designed to be 
quarterback three-step go, yeah. and he didn't let go of it. And we got this injury as a result. Not that it's Rodgers' fault, but that had become part of the M.O. of holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball, instead of getting rid of the ball, where they were so much better when he got rid of it in the quick one, two, three so seconds. I will argue in the post-Brady leg injury, so much protection has been afforded to quarterbacks. They take advantage of that. They hold the ball longer knowing mm. that they're not what's it they're untouchable. And so guys today don't approach the quarterback with the same headhunter mentality. And so I think that develops bad habits in quarterbacks. They know rarely will somebody take a clean shot at them. What they'll do is sling them around. And that's what happened last night. He got slung around. He did. Because what are you allowed to do now? That. You can't can't hit him and land on him. No. But you can throw him around. You can sling him around. Right. That's – and nobody's talking about that today. Uh, Good point. Somebody would have just jumped on him. Right. But he was – And landed on him. 15-yard penalty. All you're allowed now is what? Sling them around. No, that's, that's right. All you're allowed. That's a great point. That's a great point. And, and while we think we're helping quarterbacks yes. by not letting your, 100-pounders land on them. You're letting them hold the ball longer, and they're doing more things up until the last second because they know they're not going to take a head shot. They know they're not going to take a leg shot. They know there's a small window of where you can hit them and how you can hit them, and they take full advantage of it. Well, we may protect collarbones – and we may tear up ankles and knees more. That just may be the M.O. of how this it, is going to be now. It's injuries that are a result of being slung. Yeah. No, that's right. All right, we got 17 after five. Are we putting the uh, kibosh on all things Aaron Rodgers this afternoon. Kibosh. Cost us a draft choice. Getting a two for nothing. Getting a two. Could have been getting a one for something. You got love. What more does the world need? Boy, I can't even. I got the stupid grin on my face today. That's what love does to you. You're right about that. That's exactly what it does. We're taking a break. We're coming back in a couple. Here on the fan, 107.9, you're listening to Leaving the Yard. is Leaving the Yard with Zach and the Professor on 1079 The Fan, presented by Liberty Isle ISD and our studio sponsor, Eagle Distributing. Okay, 21 minutes after 5 o'clock, Leaving the Yard, Zach and the Professor here on The Fan 1079. Are you having uh, Outlaw on tomorrow? Yes, Coach Outlaw's reached out to me today. Oh, he did? He's... uh, Able to make it in the morning, so I appreciate that. Yeah, we talked that up a little bit yesterday. Uh, now, I'm assuming because you had Matt Riddle on yesterday. Oh, we did. In, in my absence. Yes. That all he wanted to talk about was uh, the uh, the Longhorns. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mind talking about the Longhorns. Did he? Yeah. Good for Matt. That's all right. Yeah. I don't know why he'd want to talk about the Longhorns. Not they're going to win a national championship. They're not. Oh, hell you say. They're not. That's They're bound to now. Between them so. and the Cowboys, uh, it's going to be two big championships. That's a good question. If you had to put money on one of those two teams, mm. which one has a, a better chance of not winning it? I, I don't think either one of them prepared Why not? to win Why it. Why can't you say which is a better chance to win it? One of them is going to make it to either the Super Bowl or the national championship game. Which one's got a better chance? Longhorns. Really? I think so. And why do you say that? Because I don't think the Big 12 is terribly difficult this year, and they ought to be able to win that conference. And if they can win that conference with no more than one loss. But that's the deal. Wouldn't you say whoever comes out of the Big 12 is going to have to have almost no losses? I know TCU snuck in last year. Right. But you're going a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Michigan, a leg up over a one-loss either one of the – whoever comes out of the Big 12, wouldn't you? It depends. Here, here's my – it depends. Who, who? Give me the Longhorns' loss. Well, 
K-State has okay. 19 starters returning. Okay, so let's say 20, it's K-State. 22 starters. Let's say it's K-State. That's the one they lose this year. Yeah. Is the K-State loss worse than the Alabama win is good? Well, I would argue that a one-loss Texas team with a loss to K-State, okay. a one-loss Alabama team, their only loss is to Texas, Alabama gets in in front of them. See, I don't see how you do that. It's happened before. I, well, I, I get that it's happened before, but A, in the head-to-head, you beat them. B, you beat them at their place. Yes, but you beat them early. And you, well, okay, you beat them early. And, and, and again, we don't know if, if the 19 returning starters at Kansas State have a good enough year that it's not an embarrassing loss. They're not 5-7 and seven or 7-5. Seven and five. Yeah. Let's say they're 10-2. and two. I don't think that loss hurts Texas, and I think you win – in the head-to-head with Alabama, and you get that you get that spot in the playoffs. Let's say, let's say Michigan uh, either beats Ohio State, Ohio State beats Michigan. Okay. One of them's undefeated. One of them's got one loss. All right, because I think their brands are very high right now. USC has one loss out west. Caleb Williams has another Heisman year. Georgia loses to Alabama. And the SEC championship game is unscathed other than that. Alabama has one loss to Texas early. So you're giving me a bunch of one-loss teams. And now Texas is in the mix with one loss to a K-State team. Where's Colorado in all this? I think Colorado's going to have a couple of losses. All right. I was making sure for it. USC's only got the one loss. Or well, if, is it to Colorado? Yeah, that's true. That's possible. But I don't think – I like Colorado. I like what Dion's doing. I don't think they're going to be undefeated or one loss. Okay. So you're giving me Ohio State. A one loss, a one loss yeah. USC, a one loss either Ohio State, Michigan. The other one's undefeated because it's the Big Ten. And uh, you've Georgia, got. Georgia, Alabama, Texas. Georgia is one loss to Alabama. Alabama's one loss to Texas. And Texas is one loss. So I got six schools. And four of them get in. Four of them get in. I don't think and Texas. Bama beats Georgia in the SEC yeah. championship game. Yeah. Texas is out. See, I'm going to go. I, I haven't even I, brought up uh, Notre Dame. I haven't even brought up Notre yeah. Dame, who's pretty good this year. Well, so is Florida State, yeah. who could also be a one-loss yeah. team at the end of the day. Yeah. But if you're telling me the six, I think USC is going to not get the love you think. I think they will. And I think I th- the Pac-12 is going to get a lot of love in its final season. I think the loser of Michigan-Ohio State is going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, and I think I'm going to – I'm thinking in this scenario, I'm going to end up with Georgia and Alabama and Texas and the Big Ten champion. See, I feel good that you say that. I don't think that's really going to happen. I don't think the Texas brand – I think as soon as they have their loss – they're going to drop out of the top five. and uh, Depends who they lose to. And if it's K-State, and if K-State's what we think it is, they may drop out temporarily of the top five, but that loss may end up looking good as the season Here's goes. What I think is the best-case scenario Gosh, for I can't Texas. believe we're even having this conversation about losing to Kansas State the again. best-case scenario I have. For, well, I said it this morning, Chuck. I've lost faith in the Big 12 officiating. They've got an axe to grind. And the commissioner's got an axe to grind. Yeah. Officials have an axe to yeah. grind. Yeah. And you know I've been pro-official the 20 years we've been doing this. I know. This. I know. But I came out of last season very disenchanted with what was happening to Texas and OU. It's right. not just oh, Texas. No, no, no. This is I a mean, message. They're, this they're, is a message. We're You're defending gonna, honor. Oh, we're yeah. going to pay for you because yeah. – you're costing us. If I'm a Big 12 official, I felt like I was calling as good as anybody, and now you've demoted me in my position, and I'm it's human look, nature. I'm gonna look the other way. It's human nature. I, I never thought I'd say that about officials yeah. until I saw the Oklahoma State game and rewatched it again last year. I, when I was watching the first time, but boy, when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, I get it now. You saw it. Yeah. So you're on the film. Film don't lie. So I, I just I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think for Texas. I think the officiating combined with K State's a good ball club. I think the best Texas can hope for is a good bowl game, 
hopefully some of their kids that are going to get drafted will hang around and play in the bowl game and Texas ends in the top five. That, to me, is the best scenario. Do you see them with just one loss? Because if you're talking about the conference officials the way you are, it makes you think that an Oklahoma State game or a TCU game or a Tech game, if any of those happen to be competitive, there's the the horn no calls. I, I agree, and it could be more than one, but I will say this. Texas has a good quarterback room. If oh, yours yeah. was to go down tomorrow, oh, yeah. I think Malik would step in and have a tremendous year. They're running backs. I think one got nicked up, they'd be okay. Receivers, they're pretty deep. I would worry about if they lost their tight end. I see one. But this is a, a deeper Texas team than I've seen in a while. So I don't think injuries, you know, the last three or four years when uh, Jordan Whittington got hurt, it hurt. Oh, yeah. It's amazing he's still there. Yeah. I'm shocked but, he's still but there. But it hurt when they lost him. Yep. He's not a superstar, but no. he's a quality recruit that plays an important position. And does a lot of dirty yes, stuff. Yeah. Nobody else wants yes. to go across the middle. Yeah. But he's also, you can put him in the backfield, yep. you can do some no, things. That's right. All that said, I think um, this team is better equipped for injuries than they've been. And they've had some injuries the last couple of years that people have kind of poo-pooed because it was Texas. But uh, I, I just think they're equipped to lose a game or two games. I, I told my son when he called me out the game, the, the win against Alabama means nothing if you don't win 10 games. They'll win 10 games. If you don't win 10 games, that win really doesn't See, mean anything. And I disagree with that. It may, it may not mean anything this season with all that you got to overcome. We talked about it yesterday with Riddle. I think it means an awful lot. When you start walking around the countryside trying to recruit yes. folks and you say, we went into Tuscaloosa and we beat Alabama it, and we beat them on prime yes. time on Saturday night and kids saw it, I think it, I think I, it has I a think lot it helps to do. Whether you win 10 or not, I think yeah. it helps in the future. But if you go out and you win eight games again like they did last year. Well, you can't year. win eight. Yeah. No, okay. no, you can't win eight. you got to win 10 games. If you win eight, you're right. Then it, it, it takes okay, let's say they win away. Okay, you go nine and three. Same yeah. thing. You got to win ten. You got to win ten. You got to go to a decent bow. And at ten wins, they'll get a decent bow. Yeah. Go to sugar bow yeah, or somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not a and problem. And you need to win that game. That's not a problem. Yeah. So I, 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 I said this yesterday. You may end up playing a Florida State or somebody like that. And I'm still not convinced Florida State's not going to be somewhere in the conversation for the fourth spot in the in the postseason. I don't. Is that based on the ACC or on Florida State? Both. That Florida State team I saw beat up LSU. Beat up LSU. I agree. Beat up LSU. They're going to have to do the same thing to Clemson. They're going to have to do the same thing to North Carolina. And I haven't looked their schedule. I don't know who they play and where they play. Doesn't matter. But they, they, they just can't. Florida State historically has somewhere in the schedule some game they're not ready for and somebody that shouldn't sneaks up and beats them. North Carolina's a pretty good program. Max yeah. got a good thing going on, but that shouldn't be a team that shouldn't beats be, Florida State, but, it's but probably will. Yeah. Somebody like that will end up beating Florida State, and they'll make all of this moot. But the Florida State team I saw week one looked like a team that should be in the Final Four at the end of the year. And you might want to talk about this after the break. Who's a bigger problem right now for Jimbo Fisher, Texas or Florida State? Jeez. Yeah, we'll take the break. We're at 32 right now. We got, we'll wait and come back on that one. It's uh, 32 after 5, leaving the yard. Quick timeout. We'll come right back. Here on the fan, 107.9. The Fan is the home of Texas high school football every Friday night. Never miss a touchdown from Tiger Stadium at Grimm Park and from the road. Texas Tigers football is brought to you by Red River Credit Union, M-Tech Electronic Services, Offenhauser Insurance, Rocket Fast Car Wash, Liberty Ilo, ISD, and Texarkana Emergency Center. And if you're out of town, you can catch the Tigers on the Texarkana Radio Center app or online at 1079thefan.com. 7 o'clock. Coach Trey Outlaw. Yeah, looking forward to the unbeaten Razorbacks. Yeah, I, I tell you what, and I don't know, I'm sure Matt talked about it yesterday. Excitement is sky high over there 
And uh, so uh, he's got a bye week too. Yeah. So that's this good. one was scheduled. Yeah. And so who knows? He may find a game between now. And no, now. no game. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hamburg was enough. Nobody's going to want him. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to mess with him. You start looking at going three and oh, now. I'm looking forward to that. I get to visit with Coach Outlaw one more time. It'll be you fun. Know, I got to visit with Coach Stanford today. I get to visit yep. Coach Outlaw tomorrow. Yep. So, yeah. Looking forward. All right. So you're, you're making your uh, your Jimbo point. Well, I read an article this weekend that Jimbo's biggest problem right now is Texas. Jimbo's problem is Texas. That the perceived idea that Texas may be rising up and reaching a level of competitiveness in the SEC that was not anticipated. Uh, it's not a their back sort of thing. Nobody's expecting to come in and win the SEC. But there's a level of competitiveness that I think two years ago when the announcement was made that the word got out, and the Aggies let the word out prematurely. Oh, yeah. Uh, when the word Idiots. got out, uh, there was a ha-ha, OU and Texas are going to get shellacked. They can't handle the competition. And now there's a nervousness among Aggie fans that not only may Texas be in the conference and not only do you get them to come to your place the first year, ha-ha-ha, you just saw what happened down in Tuscaloosa, and that's the Aggies' worst nightmare, that the Longhorns could possibly come to College Station yes. next fall and win a game in College Station, which has has just got the Aggies, I think, in a bit of a, a panic. Would that would not have been perceived two years ago. No, no, no. Because no, they were coming off the nine and one. Right. They were solid. Yep. They were crazy. Well. Texas can't get out of its own way. Nope. But now, the the tag that has been on Texas for the last few years of entitlement, of your soft. You mean it for A and M? That tag is no longer on Texas no, no. after the other night. No. Now that's the tag that's being applied to who? A and M. Yeah, no, I, I agree. If if you were going to ask me today who's going to win the matchup next year between the, the Horns and the Eggs, I, I would say it would be Texas. Yeah. And I wouldn't bat an eye at that. It shouldn't be that considering the amount of talent that Jimbo has stockpiled down there yeah, but, for the last four or five years. Yeah, but... But that's, the that's, talent doesn't his. But that's what that's what got Tom Herman was. You keep telling me we've recruited well, right? And it's not showing up no. on the field. No, it's not. And entitlement was the word. Softness was the word. And now those are the labels that are being applied to Texas A and M. It may be unfair, but well, I don't think it's unfair though. And, and I think this is. This is the albatross Jimbo's going to have to carry until he does something that makes you think, oh, this team, this school, this program is on the right track. You can't lose to Miami. I mean, you just can't. You can't lose to Miami. Well, that, That's a bad loss for the Ags. When, when we're having this conversation about Texas went into Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama and you went and lost to Miami, that's a bad look. Uh, if, if you were asking me today, I would say the Ags would be a favorite in a game no matter where it is against the Aggies right now. I think the, the Horns are in a better spot right now. Now, your question was, who's a bigger problem for Jimbo? Is it the success at Florida State that they're having after he left, or is because it Texas? people remember what Jimbo left down there. It was a smoldering... Yes. Trap pile. pile, yes. Yeah. And here they are, and we're having this conversation about... If they are who we think they are, they ought to be in the conversation about being in the Final Four at the end of this year. If they can hold post the water Jimbo. and go all the, post Jimbo, who can't beat Miami. And all Jimbo's peoples are gone now. This is yes. pretty much a rehaul. Mike Norvell. Re-haul. Yes. Yeah. Team. And so I just I worry about Jimbo a little bit. I don't. They worry about him for well, he's got a hundred million reasons not to worry about him. I thought it was only seventy million. Whatever, he's probably got some perks in there as well. I, I hear that they're uh, they're calling escort services from East Lansing. 
got paying visits. <laughs> See if he'll take the bait. <laughs> I hate that. I, I, you know, I can't. I, we, Mel Tucker's an idiot. Mel, Mel Tucker's a complete idiot. But Jimbo, I, I can't figure out right now. Did the Yanks have buyer's remorse immediately? I mean, was it an immediate, like, God, okay, we're going to give him some time to get well, his no, guys in here? I don't think so, because now the contract's not even all that impressive. No, it's not now. I'm Well, he was. Not anymore, he's not. <laughs> he left $80 million on the table. But I'm just saying that I don't think they had buyer's remorse. I th- See, I do. You know, I remember talking to Greg Tepper over at yeah. Texas – uh, no, uh, 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 Dave Campbell. Dave Campbell's Texas yeah, football. Yeah, sorry. And when we asked him who the cover guy was going to be, he said, we're putting Jimbo on the cover. Right. And we said, well, what was that decision? He said, well, we've never had a school in Texas hire a guy who's won a national championship somewhere else. It, I mean, that's the bottom line. No, I, I get it. Like, hired a guy. Who'd want to now? He had inherited a lot of the talent. Yeah. And but he brought in a ton of talent. You no, know, he's bringing in talent. They're, they're, no, they're top five class every year, pretty much. But it feels like they have underachieved from the get-go. They have lost games they shouldn't have lost. The program. They're lucky to have gotten through Arkansas a couple times in the last three yes. years. It. it it just feels like, and Aggie fans have kind of been the ones walking around saying, "Can we get out of that contract? What's it going to take to get out of that contract?" I, I don't, I don't hear that from Aggie oh, fans. Oh, I've heard that from Aggie I, fans. I hear Aggie fans saying, "You know, look who we have. This guy's our savior." And I think at the beginning, I think there's an embarrassment of we can't fire him. We look worse than we've ever looked if we fire him. I really think that does down Aggie fans think if they fire him, they look even worse. Does it look good continuing to be middling with really good at recruited talent? Well, I mean, that's what to me. So you're, you're paying this coach an outrageous amount of money, and granted, the market has changed, and it's not as outrageous, but still, it's an outrageous amount of money. You have every year. The ability to boast about your recruiting classes, and you got the number one this and the number two that and the third best, and yet each year you underachieve on the field. You can say it's worse to take the hit of we fired the guy, we made a mistake, and we're going to have to reset here because that's not going to get it done. Or but you hold on to him and you just keep being embarrassed by I'm paying this Here's guy. Side of with it, no result. They had a 9-1 season in COVID. And they've got that to hang their hat on. That doesn't go away. They had a 9-1 season with COVID under Jimbo. And I always say, before you fire a coach, you better dang well have somebody in right. mind. What's a better alternative for the Aggies right now? Well, I don't know who's on the list in the, in the AD's drawer. And typically we know... Athletic directors have a short list taped to the bottom of the yeah. drawer. You know, for you know, years. comes down, you pull it. This is our. Gary Patterson was on everybody's list. Mm. Is he on the list anymore? No. No. Who's on the list now? Boy, I don't Matt know. Matt Rule used to be on people's list. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, see, we're, we're, we're funneling in on Dion's yeah. on everybody's list, but there's no way Dion. leaving. No. Station? No, not as long as Caleb Williams is still there. Yeah, who who's in it? Kingsbury? You gonna go? No, retread Kingsbury. No. What if what if you see wins a natty this year with Kingsbury calling plays? I don't think. You know, I I think people forget that was that I was. Know, a I know, I know. I I just don't know who's on the list. That may be a guy. That you sit down and have the, the short list of five names, and Kingsbury's name may be on that list. You know, Kevin brought up the high school guys today. The high Jeff, school guys? Jeff Trailer. Oh, okay. All right. Tech, uh, UTSA. Okay. You can't, you can't. You can't make that higher. 
You can't you can't make that higher. As much as I love Jeff. If McGuire comes back and wins nine games this year, you can't make that higher? No. No, you cannot. You can't do that. That's not high profile enough. That's just not. So I think they stick with Jimbo. For how long? It's going to get worse. The attack of the contract. Okay, so, if, okay so, so they don't make any move at all. And next year, Texas goes down there and just beats the living brakes off A&M. Jimbo, now what? Jimbo's gone. Okay. So now whoever's on that short list, you better pull that out of the yeah. desk drawer and figure it yeah. out. If they lose the Texas next year at home, I don't know if they let him finish the season. They may put Bobby in charge. And Bobby may be your guy on your list. Yeah. God, can you imagine Petrino being the head coach at A&M? Yeah. It doesn't feel right. It feels like it's – it doesn't feel right. If you're an ag, can you actually imagine <laughs> Petrino being your guy? I heard a guy on Hit the Line yesterday, which is an Arkansas right. broadcast. I'm driving back from the village yesterday. And his quote was, what would it take to get rid of Jimbo? And his response was, don't make me get the motorcycle out of the garage. <laughs> See, no. No, 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 no. But I don't, I don't believe Jimbo beats Texas next year, and I don't believe he's back 25 if they lose that game. I think he finishes out the year, but I don't think he's back the next year. Be interesting. But it won't be Dion. Is it Florida State or Texas? Who's bigger problem for him? Oh, I think both are a big problem. I think, well, for for joining the SEC, Texas is a bigger problem than Florida State. Florida State's success is fine. I don't think anybody at College Station cares a whole heck of a lot about that. They certainly care about the Horns going into College Station and beating them, though. That would be, that's that's a bigger problem. We're taking a break. It's 13 minutes, still six, leaving the yard. Second the professor on the fan, 107.9. Ten minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard, Zach and the professor here on the fan one oh seven nine. One of your, uh, your your favorite topics is resurfaced today in Oklahoma City, where the city's decided to finance almost all of the new Thunderdome at OKC. Nine hundred nine hundred million dollar project. I think the owners are going to put up fifty million of the Thunder, and the rest the city of Oklahoma. Oklahoma City is going to. Uh, well, people have to remember why are the Thunder in Oklahoma City instead of Seattle? Because Seattle wouldn't pony up. Yeah, I I don't like this. Obviously, I hate it when uh, cities are are basically robbed at gunpoint yep. by these franchises. This uh, you know billionaire welfare that we have in our country, where we basically build things for these billionaires. I mean, there's nothing more guilty of it than the late Ross Perot in this community who got the city of Dallas to build him an arena and the city of Fort Worth to build him an airport. And so... It's not a bad deal if you can get it. It's not a bad deal if you can get (laughs) it. That's right. But um, all that said, I, I think about, you know, the side effect from these universities spending this ungodly amount on college football and it improves the quality of students you get sure. it improves the reputation of your institution it shouldn't whether you win or lose or what conference you play in shouldn't makes boosters more generous yes yes uh if you uh, i read the story that dr barry sent me this week on smu where they basically the guys in the room said so it's going to cost us 50 million a year and Mr. Miller said, "Oh, I've got the first four years. Count me in for two hundred million. The rest of y'all need to pick up the other five years." Wow! So when I look at these things and I look at these billionaires being 
built these things so they make even more money sure. and turn around and lease it to them for a dollar, which is what the deal Tom Hicks and Ross Perot got for American Airlines Center when I was living in Dallas. I shake my head. But at the same time, if you're Oklahoma City and you want to be considered one of the great American cities. You want to be a major league city. You, that's, that's the term. That's yeah, right. Yeah, a major league city. Baseball may come calling next. There's talk. Football's probably not, and you don't care about football because right down the road in Norman you have a professional football team right. for all intents and purposes. That's about to join the big league anyway. Yeah, that's about to join the biggest league possible, right. and you care more about Saturday and Sunday, and Jerry's never going to allow you to have – Nope. Uh, in his lifetime. No, you'll root for the Cowboys anyway. Yeah, you'll probably root for the Cowboys anyway. But all that said, I I get it why cities pay up. They, they want to be that. They want to have 40 to 50 dates a year plus some playoffs. They're and, terrified of letting those guys leave. Yeah, because you can look at Seattle yep. and see they hadn't come back. Nope. NBA's not knocking on the door. Nope. In other cities. And they've got other... Major league franchises. Yeah. They've got you, the Mariners. They've got the Seahawks. You can look at Oakland. They're fixing to lose about to their lose baseball everything. team. Yep. And so there's plenty of examples to go, yeah, if we don't pay up. They're gone. They're going to leave. Yep. They're not lying. Yep. And then the whole city takes a hit. Yeah. Prestige takes a hit. The community fathers aren't happy about it. Investors aren't wanting to put money back in the town. If you're looking to expand your business into the community, mm-hmm. what are the employees going to have to do when they're and not they, working? They Oklahoma City. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They've drawn well. But boy, it's a big price tag to put but, in a time when. Yeah, and the way the NBA is, you're not going to win championships. I know they had a flirtation when they had the three there. They, they came close, and they had three great young players. Yes. It was a great core. But uh, it's the league. It's not designed for you to win a championship. No, no. I mean, Dallas struggles. I don't think that – does an OKC want to even care about winning a championship? Yeah. Or do they, they want to they, they be competitive? Yeah. But is, is it is it life or death if you don't win no, a championship? No, your okay, self-esteem is not attached no. to it. Your self-esteem is attached to OU football. Well, your, your self-esteem is attached to having them in your yeah, community I and think. playing. You know, that LeBron's coming to play this yeah, Saturday. You're or not playing AAA. You're not playing AAA. Yeah, you're a, been a minor league city that's right. in baseball for years. Don't want to be that. Yeah, they know the difference. Want to be a major league city. So Oklahoma City's going to pony up a bunch of money to keep the thunder. And, and OKC's going to continue to grow. There's all that oil money there. Yep. They're going to continue to grow. Yep. And so they may have designs on a baseball team at some point. Speaking of baseball teams, Rangers, three in a row they've won now. It's trending better than it has been for yes. the last three weeks. They're back in the conversation again as Seattle's lost four straight. Got the got the Blue Jays this week. Got game one last night. They'll play again tonight. I don't know. You know 19 was, games left. It was weird seeing Martin Perez out of the pen last night. Yeah. Another left-hander. They still can't get a righty, but that's whatever. But and, and, you know, people who follow the Rangers much closer than I do, probably have noticed this. Jonah Heim getting to hit from the right side again, he's picking it up. They've kind of moved Garver into the DH row. Who's had a really nice year. Yeah, they didn't didn't unload him when I'm sure there was a market for him. He's a good right-handed hitter, Yep, which has kind of stopped the bleeding a little bit from Josh Young not being that right-handed protective hitter. They can put Garver, they can put Heim down in there. They've got a little something behind Nick Lowe, and even with Garcia out and all, it gives them something. Young's supposed to be back this week. Yes. You get that bat back in the lineup. Yeah. I don't know. Is this a tease now? If you're a Ranger fan, you went through the high, high to the low, low. Now you're bouncing back up again, yeah. trending. I mean, they looked pathetic when they lost to the A's the other day, the loss before. Yeah. So. Well, but. But they, you're going to lose games like they, that. I mean, the Astros got to shut up. I mean, the wins over Toronto are huge. Yes, right they now. are. And and that's probably – if they go out there tonight and tomorrow night and get wins over Toronto, then I'd say that's something to talk yes. about. Yeah, no question. Well, yeah. this, this season right now is down to this series and seven games against Seattle. I mean, the others are fine, but the head-to-heads matter 
and those are the head-to-heads. You've got nine games left in head-to-heads against the teams you're trying to edge out to get one of those yeah. wild-card spots. Yeah. How you doing those nine? That's right. If you play well, you're in. If you don't, start talking about next year. Bring some kids up. Yeah. I don't know about bringing kids up, but whatever. Uh, oh, Mets made a move today. I didn't see that. Mets made a, a front office move. Very intriguing change of direction for a franchise that spent so much money in the offseason on free agents and then basically looked at it and said, well, that didn't work. Now they went in the direction of the former GM from the Brewers, who had been gone since, I think, last year, who built with eh, middle-of-the-road minor league talent, development of players who are starting to make the major leagues, and the Brewers are leading their division. Well, today the Mets hired David Stearns to be their GM now. He's actually in charge of baseball operations. I think they've decided, or at least the owners decided, maybe spending all my money isn't the best plan. If I can spend less of my money and still be competitive, that may be a better plan. Well, I think you're always better off as an owner to have, in this case, a baseball guy in the room as opposed to a hype guy or whatever. Uh, You know, it's the old Jerry Joe's argument for a year. Do you want to have a a guy in the room that knows the sport, who's made a living in the sport? Right. Or do you want to do it with emotion in a checkbook? Owners tend to go to the second one first. Yes. And then when they realize there's less money in the checkbook, yes. then they go the other direction. Yeah. That's what they're doing now in New York. All right, we're done for today. Remember, don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning. Trey Outlaw is going to be in here. A snoot full of Razorbacks on a bye week for the 3-0 and Hogs. He'll be here 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're done for today. Back at 5 tomorrow. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 1079.